Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, Season 2, Episode 32, our 122nd episode overall. This is a weekly show covering the games made in Canada and the people who create them. CanadianGameDevs.com is supported by our amazing patrons over on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. If you want to support us, get the show early, head there and do that. My name is Steven, spelled with a P-H-N-N-A, one of the main people behind CanadianGameDevs.com. Joining me this week is, of course, the other main dude, another Steven, but it's spelled with a P-H and an E. Thank you so much for joining me, Steve. No problem. Yeah, our, name, our names are only different by an A and E. And everyone's been messing with us in Discord this week, because Sebastian changed his name <laughs> to Steven with a B-H, and then Brett straight up just changed his name to your name and his profile picture to his profile picture. I so was we, so <laughs> in all my tired in all my tiredness of like raising this kid or whatever. I legit was looking at your conversation you had with Brett and was super con- I was just like Dude, I don't remember saying any of these things. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so uh, there's some silliness going on in the Discord, but that's okay. Which I, you can I join hope- by the way if you go to the site canadiangamedes.com and click on the Discord link at the top. Hell yeah, you should do that. It's a fun time. Um, how you been doing otherwise? Good. Yeah, it's uh, Brett should was going to plan on being here, but it's Ham- uh, Hamilton's I, currently covered in ice. Yeah, we got a little bit of ice and snow up here in North York as well, but it's not that bad. Like Heather went grocery shopping this morning and said it wasn't that bad. So I, I saw on Ham- Brett's Twitter he did the thing where you roll the window down and it's just a sheet of ice and you like punch through it. So oh really? Yeah, <laughs> which is funny. Out. So yeah, apparently he wasn't able to get into the library to record. So we miss you, Brett. Thanks, thanks for your your attempt. You gotta listen to those hot hot takes he has on Assassin's Creed. Yes, it's downloaded now. He's been playing. Oh, there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, we're gonna start with some events. Uh, I don't have too many. Uh, first up, Red Bull Adrenaline 2019 is happening Saturday, December seventh, from 11 a.m. to Sunday, December eighth, at 6 p.m. Uh, at 100. Princess Boulevard in Toronto at the Enercare Center. Uh, combining the best elements of tournament, tournament and convention experiences, the two-day event will feature a festival-like atmosphere. Guests can expect tournaments, free-to-play, bring-your-own-controller, live-streaming events, panels, hackathons, and more. Uh, so if you're interested and you're around this upcoming weekend in Toronto, uh, you can head over there to do that. Oh, Graham Pooh Bear is going to be there. He's a famous speedrunner. I don't know what game he's playing, but a chance to check him out in action would be cool. I see him every year at SGDQ and EGDQ, so uh, that's definitely worth the price of entry alone, in my opinion. Uh, will you be attending with your daughter, Steve? Probably not. <laughs> no, probably not. I am probably looking not. forward to the when she's old enough to kind of go like go to these shows and stuff like that. But fresh eyes. Yeah, she's still too young to really do anything other than just kind of poop, cry, and, and sleep or whatever. So. Mm. which is really the life she has like the best life ever yeah she won't remember any of it i know that's i know isn't that a a shame all this stuff i'm doing for her she won't she doesn't remember any of it it's like why am i even why am i being a good dad right now it's it would be kind of traumatic (laughs) if they did like that's why you don't have memories right it's because it's like a lot of stuff's going on that uh, i don't know if i'm i'm misremembering but i don't know i i i mean I remember vividly when she kind of burst out into the, the world and I don't think she would want to remember that. So yeah, probably not. It's like the, um, what's that, what's that really old, what's that old, uh, kid's book, the giver or whatever, where there's one dude who has to remember like all the kind of crappy memories. Oh yeah. Maybe I'm, I maybe remember. I'm the, I'm every dad and mom is the giver for their kid. Hmm. 
poetic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming up December 18th uh, is Game Dev Drinks in Hamilton. Uh, it'll be their Christmas party and demo night. Brett will be there talking about his design work on Dune Sea from Frolic Labs. Uh, I don't have time yet, times yet, uh, but you have two weeks to sign up. There will be tickets, um, and if you want to show your game, uh, you can do that there too. But it's just a good opportunity to hang out with developers in the Hamilton area and play other people's games, have a couple drinks, celebrate the end of the year. Uh, So that will be up on our site soon. I'm just waiting for (coughs) some details. But yeah, mark your calendars, December 18th, Game Dev Drinks. I forget the name of the bar in Hamilton. It's the same uh, one. It all Pheasant, is. Fe- Pheasant Plucker. Pheasant Plucker. That's a great it's actually, name. Yeah, it's a good bar, actually. Cool. Uh, so put that on your calendars. Do you have any other events you want to plug, Steve? No, I don't know of, um, of anything, to be perfectly honest. I was just oh, the Game looking. Awards are coming up, if people want to watch. We, we yeah, are you, big on the, are you big on the Game Awards? Or? I watch every year, but uh, it's we talked about it last week. It's kind of like... It's a it's a big circle jerk for the game industry. I watch yeah. for the announcements. The categories seem kind of dumb to me. Like the family game this year category is all Nintendo games, so I might as well just call it the Nintendo game category. <laughs> it's it's all the sponsorship is so heavy. Like last year there was the Hydro Stick Man, and he was like between awards in this big razor blade suit. It was just terrifying. And this year the indie categories presented by Subway. So it, it just it's so not what award shows like for all the glitz and glamour of the oscars like it is a an academy that has a pretty prestigious set of judges who you know decide things and (laughs) we're over here with indie game of the year presented by subway and it's like eh. yeah no no i i for me it's i enjoy it um i i kind of like it's another show to just for people to announce things so i kind of always enjoy that more than uh than anything else really and again, and sort of similar to like E three for me, where like you get together with some friends and you just kind of watch it and whatnot. But I don't take like it's been a long time since I take any of this stuff seriously. Whatever game of the year is, whatever games win awards and stuff like that, like I don't care. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting though if Death Stranding wins. I, oh, I, I look forward to the internet blowing up about that. That's really the only reason for me to watch. <laughs> other aside from like the announcements, it's a uh, yeah that like. Uh, Kojima's not a judge this year. All the judges are from different outlets around the world, like IGN, GameSpot, bunch bunch of international ones. Yeah. So if it, it it, but it's the appearance of like something fishy that I think is the issue. Even if there yeah. isn't anything fishy, it would have the lowest uh, Metacritic score of any winner if it won. Hmm. Um, so but, and given that Metacritic is decision decided by a lot of these uh, outlets, it probably won't win. Then, yeah, it's a good point. But I mean, I don't know you because you weren't big on Death Stranding, but I know a lot of people are. And, and uh, I, I was messaging my friend yesterday when we were talking about Black Friday deals and he was just telling me to get in. It's like he's so many hours in and he doesn't understand the story, but it's like super fun. I'm like, this, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, how can you pump so many hours into something that doesn't make any sense? Like, at least like in Metal Gear Solid, you kind of know what the end game is. Like you're trying to save whatever. Mm hmm. But in but I guess Death Stranding is what you're trying to connect the world or something. But it doesn't even you're reconnecting uh, America, Steve. Uh, it's just so I feel like I got to play it just because it's just so it's one of those fun. ones. Eventually you'll pick it up, or maybe in three years it'll be a PS Plus game or something, the remastered PS5 version, and you'll just try it. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see if I can wait till the PS5 version. Otherwise, it might be a boxing boxing day game. 
Because there isn't that much. Yeah, sorry, but there isn't that much else I want to play. But yeah, sorry, we can talk about Black Friday. Uh, are you picking anything up for the the consumer festivities this weekend? <laughs> uh, I already picked up uh, Gran Turismo Sport. Ooh, because because it, it was ten bucks and um, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Because I never actually played the the DLC. Yeah, I didn't and either. I, and I traded in my old uh, my old copy. So hmm. in order to play it, I was like just waiting for it to drop down in price, and then, you know. So I picked up those two things, uh, and I also bought diapers. Excellent. <laughs> That's a successful shopping trip. I never actually beat Horizon Zero Dawn because it came out the same. It came out the week of Breath of the Wild, and so I got Horizon Zero Dawn, played it for like three days, and then Breath of the Wild came out. And I don't think I like ever picked it up again. Yeah, it's. I remember playing the two games at the same time, like uh, simultaneously, and mm-hmm. Horizon is like a you know it's. It's beautiful. It has a great story. It has great characters. All that stuff. Like it does that stuff better than Zelda. But Zelda, you know, you can climb anything, which just like opens the world. So when I was playing Horizon, you can't do that, and it was just super annoying. Where it's just like, oh, if I was just playing Zelda, I could just climb up this cliff instead of like, you know, you fall down a cliff and you gotta, uh, you know, find the specific spot that the game developers wanted you to climb mm-hmm. to get back up. So the the ledge covered in bird poop. That's where you gotta go. <laughs> yeah well everything's for this it's everything's marked in yellow it'll be like oh, okay. a yellow yellow cliff with paint or it'll just be like some stuff in the wall that's uh like climbing like set there before or something like that like everything that you can climb is yellow so hmm. um it's fun i mean we'll t- I, we can talk about it more later but those are the only things that i kind of picked up on black friday did you get anything uh i'm gonna get i'm looking at my amazon car right now they have a bunch of deals concrete genies ten dollars off for a game that just came out and i like having the PSVR games physically, in case I ever want to sell my PSVR. Yeah. Having a bunch of digital games is kind of useless. Yeah. So, yeah, Concrete Genie is a PSVR exclusive, and it looks really pretty. And my girlfriend wants to check it out, and we've had fun in the past with a Ghost Giant for PSVR, where, like, we just take turns playing it, and it's a cute little fun game. So we think that'll be another one of those. Wait, is it and PSVR only? I thought it was... I'm I pretty sure it, it is. Oh. But yeah, because that was a big deal about it let me see i had no idea i just put away my vr because we had to move around the living room and stuff to put up the christmas tree and there just wasn't any room for vr and like with with a newborn i'm like i don't know if i could play vr because like when Mm -hmm. you're playing vr like you you are basically ignoring every single aspect of your life Mm -hmm. outside of it so it'd be too difficult yeah at least for now so i put it away so Yeah, it looks like you can just play it PS4, but it has a PSVR mode, so you can oh, play okay. it in that. Kind of like Tetris right. Effect, I think. And and like Resident Evil Seven and stuff like. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna play it in VR though, and I'm also gonna get the Persona Dancing Collection that has Persona Three, Four, and Five dancing. Or uh, sorry, yeah, Persona Three, Five, and Four dancing for PS4, and then the Catherine uh, launch are both like forty percent off. So I'm going to get both those because I want to try them. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Other than that, not a whole lot. Got some Christmas for... presents for people because I'm cheap. But, yeah. I was looking for some control deals. I was hoping it would go on sale more than... I saw it for like 50 or 40 or $50, but I feel like I want to... Want it's on sale on the Epic that. Store, too, if you feel like playing on your computer. But you'd rather play it on your PS4, I imagine. I heard it's a, I heard it's a huge, um, huge sort of... Uh, it's hard. What am I trying to say? The computer has to be like a really good computer to play it. Like it's it's an it's, it's an intense game. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it takes a lot out of you. 
hmm. your computer. I might have to double check, but probably won't. Um, I am just on Games Making Games website, just looking at their December stuff. Uh, December 7th, they have a low-poly 3D modeling with Blender 2.8 Part 2. Oh, okay. December, December 7th. December 8th, they got Unity for Absolute Beginners. December 12th, Open RPG Gaming Night. December 14th, December Social. Oh, man, December, I should add all those to the site. Everyone go to Dames Making Games website. <laughs> DMG.to. And then December 15th is Unity for Absolute Beginners Part 2, I, I guess. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so actually, if you are if you're want to learn Unity, there's a two... like. DMG, look up DMG, because um, they they got like a two part class going on. So their damage camp event got delayed to next year. We learned mm. on air last week, but all these other events sound awesome. The the Unity app for absolute beginners is sixty five bucks for a standard, or if you're a member, it's free. Uh, and um, you know you can look up online like what it takes. <laughs> pardon me, what it takes to be a member and all that stuff, but. Looks like you'll be making a 3D scavenger hunt game covering the basics of physics, collisions, materials, using the asset store, a bit of animation UI, and the inspector. Hmm. So Definitely do that. Um, I guess we will move on to the news. I have Good. two news stories for you this week. Stretchbot is launching on iOS and Android next month. Well, I guess this month now, because I wrote this in November. But uh, December 17th, 2019, M5 Games' next title, Stretchbot, launching iOS and Android. Players take on the role of Stretch, a third-generation Stretch bot who must fend off kid scientist and his army of evil robots. Searching for answers as to why he was decommissioned, Stretch sets out on his adventure, teaming up with a rebellious uh, team of programmers. Uh, Stretchbot is a mash-em-up platformer with Steam Cyberpunk 16-bit art style, featuring a, quote, wholly original blistering console-esque soundtrack. Um, so check out the trailer on our site, and uh, there's some screenshots on there, too. Uh, it looks super, super cute. I like the 16-bit art style. Uh, from the trailer, it also looks like a kind of short, little, fun game I would play on the phone. Uh, and yeah, I don't. I'm down with this. Watch I haven't played right a now. non-Apple Arcade game in a while, so <laughs> I've been mainly just playing Matchland and Apple Arcade games on my phone. So I've been wait, Matchland isn't uh, Apple. Arcade. No, it's not. So I've been yeah. playing that and just yeah, uh, Apple Arcade games. Yeah, I've been crushing Matchland too, actually, which we should talk about. But oh, um, so M5 games, yeah, they made a lot of like puzzle kind of games or like little short arcadey ones where um, you, you kind of just like try to get the high score and stuff like that. And this looks a little bit different, so I'm actually excited to dive into this. Did they say if it's a free to play one or if it's going to be um, if it's going to be like a small price? This feels like a small price game to me. I couldn't yeah. find any information on that. I also couldn't find any of their other games on their site, which is interesting. I had to go to the their uh, developer profile on the app store but oh. from their website they don't have any of the other games listed oh really? so maybe this is like a, a new phase of m5 games oh yeah they actually yeah this website's wait m5 games homepage oh yeah interesting yeah maybe maybe i'm am i thinking of the right studio no yeah mm-hmm. they yeah they have done different stuff before but interesting cool. yeah so check that out december 17th um ios and android which is always nice uh, next up, The Last Year is coming to Steam in December, uh, developed by Montreal-based indie studio Elastic Games, Inc. Uh, the Last Year released on Discord as a Discord store exclusive last year, but is now coming to Steam on December 10th. Uh, it's a 5 versus 1 asymmetrical horror game 
where five players take on the role of classmates trying to survive a nightmarish high school, and the sixth player takes on the role of the fiend, and they're trying to kill all the other players before they can escape. Uh, so you can wishlist the game right now on Steam, and if anyone bought the game on Discord last year, they're going to get a Steam copy for free, the developers have announced, which is super cool. Ooh. The Discord store, I, I don't think, did as well as Discord would have liked. There were a couple exclusives like this and King of the Hat. Um... And I don't know if they're still supporting it. I still see the integration every time I open Discord of, like, all these developers who are, like, posting updates on Discord and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it's doing. I imagine a lot of these other stores that spread it up, like the Twitch game store, the Discord store, I, 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 don't, I can't imagine they're having any luck breaking into the Steam versus Epic digital PC market, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Uh, but the last year looks super cool. It's... Uh, Reminds me a lot of the Friday the 13th game where that was, that was like an 8v1, someone's Jason and the eight like campers are trying to work together. And, and at some points you can like betray somebody and like take the shit and run for yourself and try and escape. Yeah. Did um, you, did you play it? Did you play that game? I did. It was a PS plus game last October or this past October. I think it was last October. Yeah. And so yeah. I tried it then. Um, the the sound design was my favorite part. I played with headphones on at night and like the like breathing, like the you know, like the classic Friday the thirteenth like sound design was was really tight. I didn't have a lot of luck as the campers because the I think a lot of my party didn't have their mics on, which was just useless. So we would all mm. just like run around and like someone would have the car parts, someone would have the battery and like we weren't talking to each other. So that was kind of frustrating, but as Jason, it's really fun to just, you know, kick a door down and just smash somebody's head into the wall. It was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. I played, uh, I played that game, um, last year during extra life and at like two to 5 AM. And yeah, it, if you have a bunch of buddies or whatever that you're all talking to, it's a lot of fun, but without that, it kind of loses the appeal. <clears throat> yeah. So I remember, reading about this one too. Also, I think I was wrong about M5 games. I'm trying to find the studio that I was thinking of. This does look like it's their first game. Maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, anyway, sorry, back to last year. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember getting this thing and this is, this is the game that I learned that they had that discord had like its own store and I see it every time we log into discord, but I guess mm -hmm. it didn't, I don't really see much else about a discord store. And there's a lot of, there's too, I feel like there's too many stores that like some of these have to kind of fail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this game looks dope. I think it's also coming to um, to console eventually. That's probably a 2020 plan, I'd imagine. Yeah. That whenever you try and get multiplayer working on consoles, just budget six to eight months, you know. Mm. Um, but it, yeah, I like the trailers, like the classic pink hair clip, brace face girl, and like these uh, spiders are chasing her down. And there's different kinds of fiends. So it looks like the the one is like this guy with a syringe and a knife. And the other guy's like this massive jock-looking guy with an axe. Um, so yeah, if you're interested and you got four friends or you're by yourself, and I, I bet it's gonna be like Friday Thirteenth, where you can request like which one you want to be, like the one or the five. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check that out. Add it to your Steam wish list right now. I did. Steve, do it right now. I'll play the jingle. Alright. Do it right now. Jingle. Um, cool. <laughs> uh, that that's it. <laughs> that's it for the news this week um do you have anything else you want, want to plug uh no to be honest this was a 
this was kind of a we we got faked out. Monday was a good night for Sophia, uh, and then the next couple nights weren't. So we're still trying to get into the groove of all of this stuff, um, mm-hmm. and so we haven't. Uh, so no, I did. I, I I don't know what's going on in the world. To be perfectly honest. Well, you're here. I'm here. I think that's what counts. There you go. Now it's time for our most recent segment of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Wish list this. Uh, inspired by Brett and Steve's frequent wish listing of games live on the show, in this new segment, I will highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that everyone on the show has to wish list right here and there. And you at home should definitely add to your wish list too. Uh, first up, I want to highlight Backbone from Eggnut Studios in Vancouver. Uh, have you heard of Backbone, Steve? I have not. It's coming out in 2020, TBD. Uh, Backbone is a, quote, pixel art noir detective adventure. Step into the shoes of Howard Loader, a raccoon private eye. Interrogate witnesses through branching dialogues inspired by classic RPGs. Sneak through diverse districts of a now walled-off dystopian Vancouver. Sniff out clues and choose which leads to follow. So I actually played the demo for this called the Backbone Prologue on Steam. It's free. You can check it out. This game is gorgeous uh i like it looks so good and just i would stop and stare at every corner of the screen every time i moved over a little bit it's really great and the prologue covers like the first it took me like an hour hour and a half um and i was really really like looking around trying to get everything and uh yeah it it, it's obviously in development so maybe it might have been my computer i was playing on my laptop at the time but i had a couple performance issues but other than that i think this game looks great it's super promising and it's developed by a pretty sizable team in Vancouver and it's set in Vancouver. So you can see a lot of the landmarks and it's this sort of alternate Vancouver where everyone's like anthropomorphized like mammals, like you're a raccoon detective and there's like uh, your one friend up the street is like a beaver and it's great. It's really great. Yeah. I'm watching Australia. Actually, this looks dope. Add it to your wish list. It's really well written too. I I cracked up a couple of points. I I really liked it. I I have added it to the wish list. Excellent. Playing the sound. Next up, of course, I think everyone's probably heard of this one at this point. Tunic from Dicey here in Halifax. Tunic is a, quote, action adventure about a tiny fox in a big world. Explore the wilderness, discover spooky ruins, and fight terrible creatures from long ago. Uh, If you don't have this on your wish list yet, definitely do that. I noticed the Steam store page changed from TBD 2020 to just TBD. So there's no real release date at all. But um, I actually went to a talk from Andrew Shouldis, who's the one-man studio that is Dicey, here in Halifax uh, earlier this summer, talking about his process, making the game, working with Finn G, the publisher. And uh, he seems like he's like set in a... He's got like his workflow now, so he'll probably just keep working along on it until it's done. No release date yet, but that's okay. You can put it on your wish list anyway, and that helps the Steam algorithm gods determine your worth to the PC gaming community. <laughs> it, uh, it reminds me of, um, of the Coco Cucumber game that just came out. Uh, what's the name of it? Riverbond? That, uh, yeah. Riverbond. It's it, like not a, not as pixelated or whatever, but still kind of that voxel look almost. Um, they're very obviously trying to ape the, the classic Zelda feel with his like, yeah. red, red, uh, cross shield and green tunic. Like it's literally yeah. called tunic, which is what yeah, it's Link true. wears. Looks awesome. This looks dope. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, I love every game Finji makes. They made, uh, published uh, Overland and Wilmot Warehouse this year, which are two great games. So they clearly have an eye for good indies, and this looks like a good indie. Add it to your wish list. Already done. Next up, uh, 
a personal plug, Mayhem in Single Valley from Fluxcopic Limited uh, in Kitchener, Ontario. TBD, TBD 2020 currently, but you can, quote, help Jack survive his voyage of self-discovery when a local troublemaker makes a series of earth-shattering discoveries on the day he's supposed to leave home for a new life, an art college at the city, Jack must work together with people in the town to try and save Single Valley. Uh, so I actually got to help demo this game at Gamescom this past summer uh, in Germany. Uh, and Brian at Fluxcopic and his team there are working really hard on this, pulling some stupid days, but I mean, that's indie development for some folks. Um, they actually had a recently good uh, turn of events with uh, landing a publisher. I don't know if they're allowed to talk about it yet, but it's pretty cool, and it's coming out next year. Um, cool. What's, what work- was it called? Sorry, Mayhem what? Mayhem in Single Valley. Um, it's a sort of top-down uh, kind of adventure action game. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, I, I would say kind of like the gameplay of Undertale, uh, except without the um, classic battle mode stuff. You kind of just, like, roll around. But, like, the way you navigate the world is, like, Undertale. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's really pretty. Like, they're doing some really, really cool things with the lighting um, and the... That when you when you see it broken down in Unity and everything's kind of like flat 2D on the side, but like the way you look at it, everything looks like it pops and it's really pretty. You go to like some forest sections where like the light and the trees just ah, oh, it's good, it's good, and it's funny. Cool, I've added Add to, my it to the wish list. That's it for this episode of Wishlist. This now we're gonna talk about what we've been playing. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first, Steve. What have you been playing lately? Uh, I did finish uh, Star Wars. Um, what did you think? Still, still the same feelings. Like it really could have been special, but and it it's it's still a fun game, but it just has a lot of technical issues, and it needed like a little bit more polish, which I'm mm. guessing would have been impossible. Because um, there's no way they would delay it a couple months and clash with uh, the movie, and mm-hmm. there's no way they wanted this game out after the movie. So, um, so it's too bad, but it's still a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of want to get the platinum but then when i was you know making my way to it i realized like there's no fast travel and some of the worlds are just so freaking big and mm-hmm. i don't know i'm going to leave it for now um but i still recommend picking it up like it was still a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm recent i'm recently uh <coughs> working on a video i'm gonna put together all my uh <laughs> glitches from the game i saved to my xbox <laughs> i have i have 45 clips some of them a minute to two minutes where just shit breaks and I'm just going to put a little super cut. I did the same thing when Spider-Man came out. I found so many bugs in that game, but I still had a lot of fun. But oh, really? yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot worse with uh, Star Wars. Yeah, um, I didn't have issues so. with Spider-Man, but with, um, yeah, even like the very last battle, uh, like I won't spoil what's going on, but you know, you can assume that there was a lightsaber battle mm-hmm. and the enemy character goes to hit me with the lightsaber and I go to block, but my lightsaber is like maybe three feet floating like beside beside me and it's but it's still blocking or whatever and it just i'm like oh my god it's just it ruined like what really could have been a special like cinematic and and all that stuff like was is really just kind of like ruined and at the end of the day it's still a fun game but it just uh just some of those kind of big moments are just ruined with technical issues mm-hmm. um but i also was uh, so yeah i mentioned i picked up here uh horizon zero dawn mm-hmm. the complete edition with the dlc the frozen wilds uh tis the season to the season and it's it's really really good but I've, I've only played maybe like an hour of it but i forgot like how like intense some of those battles are when you're 
just trying to like destroy these robot dinosaurs. I don't know. Did like you? You're saying I can't remember if you said this on the podcast or off, but you're saying that after Zelda came out, you didn't really get into this game, right? Like no, I think I got like a third through it before Zelda came out, and then I, I just didn't touch it since. Yeah, I'd recommend picking it back up because it definitely uh, it's still a lot of fun. I mean, it's only been like three years since it came out. Uh, yeah, three years this February, I guess. Yeah, hopefully March? we get a. It was 2017, wasn't it? That's when the Switch yeah, came out? Yeah, March or yeah. February is three years. Yeah. Um, hopefully we get a sequel on PS4 or PS5. Um, oh, they're definitely working on something. I, I like, imagine so, yeah. I I think they, they've definitely moved past Killzone. Like, I think we're done with that. Uh, it's probably Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Because that game uh, hit 10 million copies sold, I think. Like, it was a huge I, success for them. I think it was more successful than any of the Killzone games for them. Uh, I don't know about... Actually, yeah, the, the PS2 one might be the big one, but I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know. But, it, um, yeah, it's 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 a great game. But like I said, like it's really annoying when you fall down from somewhere and just the world is just kind of a crappy, like, like very mountainy world. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful and gorgeous and fun to traverse, but when you kind of get off the beaten path and you have to get back to your kind of... You have to get back, it's just like, oh, my God, I wish I could just climb this mountain, but... You know the developers didn't put as many, that many kind of areas to climb up uh, mm-hmm. as I would have liked. So, but it's uh, it's solid, and I don't think I've been playing that much else. You've been playing Matchland. I have been playing Matchland. Right. Oh, isn't it the best match game you've ever played? It is. I actually I actually spent some money on it too. Oh wow! What'd you get? I was because I was stuck on like just leveling up and 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 stuff, and I needed, and I was like maybe two or three trophies away from unlocking some more characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just need some gems to get some like of the loot boxes to get some of these characters. Cause I was mm-hmm. so close. I'm like, I know like I'm definitely going to unlock one or two of them. And, and so I, there was a bundle of getting like, uh, for like four fifteen $15, I can get like two or three, three ch- loot boxes and like some money and, and whatnot. So I did that. Uh, and so I've been off to the races since then. Nice. Yeah, I had. I've definitely hit a point in my game where I really can't progress, and unless I grind severely for months or just drop like fifteen, twenty bucks. And I feel like I might do that because, and I've said it before, I've played this game probably every other day at least for like a year and a half now, and I haven't spent a cent on it. And I feel mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's kind of shit because I got so much out of this game, and they've got nothing from me. So I should definitely just drop some money on it to support one of my favorite games. It doesn't seem like it's being updated anymore. Are they, are they done with it? I think they're working on a new project because mm. they recently, they actually updated their first game just called Matchland, not Cartoon Network Matchland. Uh, and they've done one sort of general update for CN Matchland and just Radio Silence. So I don't know. They're, uh, once you have that Cartoon Network connection, though, you maybe make a, another mobile game for Cartoon Network. They're, they're doing a lot. They have a lot of Steam Universe games. Right. Um, one actually just came out on Apple Arcade this week, uh, and they're yeah maybe working on something with them, maybe just a new thing. Who knows? Um, yeah, they're also so in Vancouver do- actually. So yeah, so you've been doing a lot of Apple Arcade, I guess. Yeah, I've been playing some Apple Arcade games. I need to. I've been debating getting an Apple TV, but they're like two hundred bucks because I kind of want to watch a couple of the Apple TV shows, and I kind of want to play all the Apple Arcade games with a controller on the big screen because, like, Sinar, Wild Hearts, Overland, kind of need to be played that way. But I just can't justify that two hundred dollars for a little Apple TV box. Can't so you I just know. watch it on your iPad or phone or whatever? I, I have my phone, yeah, and I could, but I really just 
want to play them on the big screen. Yeah, that's right. Also, some of those games don't look good on the small screen. Like Overland is poop on phone, in my opinion. But there's I no really black. Like what's the? Game. There's no Black Friday sale. Or? No. So Apple has a couple things where you buy certain uh, things, you get like a thirty-five dollar Apple gift card, mm. or like you can engrave it for free. But other than that, they really haven't done any discounts. Yeah, true. I um, was eyeing some of the Nintendo discounts. Well, they actually the next, have some good deals this year. The next Nintendo game I want is Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and I. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, it's published by Nintendo, so it won't go on like a big sale, I guess. Because I think mm-hmm. on Amazon, it's or I saw it somewhere; it's like twenty bucks off, and I was really tempted. Because um, I just feel like a like a you know Diablo type of game, and and I've been in a big Marvel mood ever since uh, uh, Disney Plus came out. Because I've been like rewatching all the movies, so oh, it's only it's still eighty bucks. I saw it cheap somewhere. Maybe it was maybe one look around, for, or maybe it was online. Maybe it was on their store. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But am I in that one? I might, I might still pull the trigger on that one in the next couple of days. I watched the the Jim Sterling one of us. Is that the one that was like? I don't know if it's the same one, but Marvel versus no Marvel Ultimate Alliance. The it was exclusive Switch, right? Yeah, yeah. It's basically a Diablo game, and it's the Thanos storyline, like the Infinity mm-hmm. War storyline. Okay. But even like this, the 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 guy who did the voice for Spider Man in the PS4 game does the voice for Spider Man in this game and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, some continuity there. Yeah, like they brought back J.K. Simmons for Far From Home for. I know J- so, that so was good. so funny. Oh man, uh, I've been playing Resident Evil Two uh, with my girlfriend. It's a lot of fun. It's I I never finished Resident Evil Two like the original, so I think I'm past the part I was in that game. But mm-hmm. like. It's so pretty, especially after playing Star Wars, like booting up Resident Evil 2. I'm like, oh my God, games can look good. Yeah. Like the lighting in that game is mwah. The sound design is mwah. That's a chef kiss for people who don't know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. I've, it's, it's definitely suffers from that 15, 20 year old game design at this point where like you can get to a point where you don't have any ammo. There's no way to make ammo and you just have to like sprint past enemies just like walk in circles trying to do stuff while you're like keeping in because all the enemies walk just slow enough where they don't catch up to you except for a couple of like the sprinter guys yeah. but um yeah I, i've definitely gotten a couple of situations where you're like well i don't have any ammo or a knife or grenades anything so i guess i'm just gonna run around this counter doing what i need to do so you this zombie just shuffles around too and i'll try not to get hit which just feels kind of dumb but other than that i've been having a good time with it i think that game is my my game of the year so far because I mean, we're at the end of the year, but mm-hmm. I loved everything about that game, and, and I was a big fan of Resident Evil Two back in the mm-hmm. day. Like, I played, I played and beat that game like half a dozen times. Oh wow! And they okay. and they like perfectly like recaptured the feeling of the of like the classic, but in kind of a more modern gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it was. It's definitely my favorite game. Actually, yeah. Now that I'm now that I'm talking about it out loud, like it's definitely my game of the year. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I kind of regret trading in because I've been sort of feel I've been like itching for it a little bit where I'm still just like, oh, I kind of want to like replay. I wanna... They added some free um, like post game modes too, didn't they? Like they're uh... impossibly hard. They're so oh, freaking no. difficult. Yeah, they're, oh, they're <laughs> they are really difficult and just sort of like it's more it's harder to run and you don't get enough like ammo and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's I found it really, really hard. Um, I saw a rumor that they're thinking of doing um, the third one next year. Well, I saw that rumor, but I also saw another rumor that there was going to be more DLC for it, but I don't think that's true because, yeah, I think the third one is coming out next year. 
I bet maybe that's a, a game award announcement. That'd be great. Although I don't mm-hmm. think it's next year. I think it's January 2021. Oh, okay, so because next year is um is the the asymmetrical one, whatever it's called. What's that one? Uh man, what's what is it called? Oh, I remember what you're talking about. It's new Resident Evil. Project What's it Resistance. Called? Project Pro- Resistance. Huh. Yeah. I completely forgot about this game. So did I. <laughs> it's, yeah, and this one I'm not excited for at all, really, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, I don't know about of, that. They were doing so well with, like, getting back to the what, like, Resident Evil was all about with, like, 7 mm-hmm. and, and 2 remake. Oh, 7 was astounding. Yeah, and then they kind of do this where it's just like, what, like, what? Like, it was never about challenge rooms and like the dude i don't know it was it's very it was a super strange and like i'll wait for reviews and all that stuff obviously and i'll probably play it eventually maybe even mm-hmm. at launch but i was just like oh we're getting this instead of like resident Evil 8 or resident Evil 3 remake three's probably coming though they the guy be working on that i gotta imagine because resident Evil 3 right now is the only one that that is still stuck on ps1 huh resident Evil like Resident Evil 1 was remade on GameCube and it's been ported a billion times. Resident Evil 2 has now been remade. Resident Evil 3 uh, like is I think is only was only ever released on PS1 and and Dreamcast. And I've never played it, so it's great. Cuz it, it's basically the Mr. X gameplay from Resident Evil 2, the remake mm-hmm. where someone's chasing you but back in like 1999 or whatever the hell it came out. Okay. You have ne- you have Nemesis like chasing you throughout the whole kind of game and it's just it adds a lot of like tension and stuff it's great cool well hopefully that happens and this other is an evil thing is like a, an experiment that's what i'm hoping um and then i also uh, have been playing atomic crops which i got on the epic store it's it's a weird it's kind of like the it's like a farming sim game but you at the same time have to go out and like fight enemies in like this twin stick shooter post-apocalypse nuclear fallout and Hmm. you kill them to get crop stuff and upgrades and you go back and you have to survive day night cycles and then at certain points it saves and you can go back to town and buy new equipment and head back out it's cool and then there's like runs like when you die you die and like all your money made during that run is like your hide score and then you restart it's in early access um so it's missing a lot of the story content i think and the roadmap plays out where a lot of that's coming but uh, yeah, I got it because the Epic Store had a um, support a creator event where like if you put in a creator code at checkout, you got like a free $10 coupon to apply to a different game. Mm. So And the creator code system I think is really cool where like YouTubers and Twitch streamers will have a code and when you put in that code at checkout, they get like a tiny portion of money, like pennies. And um, it's to encourage like streamers and YouTubers who cover games and get people interested in it to like help reward them yeah so yeah that's kind of cool and it's interesting it's like 20 canadian on the epic store if you want to try it i look at early access games as like a cheap pre-order i did the early access for we happy few when it was like 28 canadian instead of the 79.99 that the final game was and i've done it for a couple other games and i kind of just like started up maybe play it for a day and then just wait till the full game's out and i basically just got it for half off you know right so that, that's how I approach early access. I know a lot of people who are super into it. They're like every update's like a big deal for them. And they're like in the discord giving feedback. And, and that's definitely not how I approach it. If I like see a couple of things, I'll like drop some feedback, but that's uh, I look at it as like a cheap pre-order. 
Yeah, I haven't done. I'm trying to think. I haven't really done that many early access games. Granted, like it's more of a PC thing, and I'm mm-hmm. not much of a PC gamer. But I remember it was a big deal when it came to Xbox because theirs is called Game Preview, and like We Happy Few was the first one where it was like, yeah, you right. get it, you get the PC early build. <laughs> I don't think and... PS4 even has anything like that. Like it's if if they release like I know they've released early access games, but I don't think they're like. Well, Marketing. Fortnite was early access on PC and Xbox when it came to PS4, so it just they just didn't call it early access on PS4, even though it was the same build, you know. Yeah, and I'm trying to. There was some there was some building like Minecraft s game where you build uh, and there's zombies and stuff like that. And I remember it came to PS4, but it was like forty bucks, which was like double the price of early access, and it still was technically in early access. And a lot of like PS4 people were kind of just like, "What what are you doing to us?" Because Sony doesn't really have like an official kind of early access system in place like when fortnite and all these games come out they're just kind of they just come out as normal releases mm-hmm. um so i haven't really i haven't really gone into that and I mean, even kickstarter like i used to kickstart things in the back in the day and i haven't really kickstarted anything well kickstarter is anti-union now so i have i have i have a bone to pick with them they're anti oh yeah that's right you told me that so i did kickstart a couple of things but um the, my, the last kickstarter i did earlier this year before they came out super anti-union. It'll probably be the last time I use Kickstarter, which is kind of a bummer because a lot of cool projects get made there. Yeah, and actually, including Dwaros, which uh, you can wish wish list on Steam as well. Sound effect. And, and that was like the last <laughs> one. <laughs> that was the last game I think that I kickstarted. Hmm. That's it for the games I've been playing. Uh, anything else you want to plug? No, I don't think so. I think I'm good. Cool. Where can hope, people hope find you? Not, hope everyone's staying warm. Yeah, I hope everyone's not freezing out there because it's chilly. Yeah. Uh, Steven Crane on Twitter and uh, on Instagram as well if you want to add me. Um, but go to the site, CanadianGameDevs.com, Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs, all that stuff. Uh, and you can find me at Stephen Riley, P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-O-I. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to help us keep the site running and covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over on Patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. We're backing us. We'll get you early access to this show, a special channel on our Discord, as well as our undying gratitude. Uh, we'd like to thank our top patrons here at the end of the show as kind of a credits. So a big shout out to our top tier supporters, Andrew Hokulik, Aaron McLeod, Cody Cormier, Dmitry Kornyakov, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, M5 Games, Matthew Minot, PixelNots underscore Alex, and Slaughter Neko. Thank you so much for your continued support, uh, and we really appreciate it. That's it for CanadianGameDevs.com podcast episode number 122. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. Bye.